0: Welcome to Living Out Loud. I'm your host, Valerie Fidan. LOL is a podcast about living vibrantly. Each week, I'm bringing you episodes with interesting interviews and guests in the health and wellness industry. This is a breeding ground for ideas and excitement for a balanced and inspired lifestyle. All the while, living out loud. You're listening to an episode that was previously recorded under Fit Life PDX. In today's episode, we sat down to chat with Amy Buglione about living authentically. Amy shares with us about taking leaps and welcoming new experiences, new perspectives, and new opportunities, and how these things can change our life
1: so excited to sit down with you, Amy. Thank you for making time for us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
3: Yeah, we're really excited to chat a little bit more about your life in general, just because I find you to be a very uh, inspiring and fascinating person. And when I had with, when I was telling Carolyn about you and about your whole background, she was just equally as excited. And um, so we're really looking forward to hearing more about how you got to a point where you're living very authentically, and it's something that I really inspired and have really have grown um, towards you and building a friendship. It's just this whole living authentically, and you're just a person that really embodies
2: that, in my opinion. Thanks. I um, it's definitely been working to this point, and a lot of great risks and changes have happened, like you mentioned. And yeah, I'm really excited to talk more about it. Because you're
1: um, you're really bold. I have to say, like, <laughs> you um, take huge risks in your life where other people may stay stagnant for a long time. I feel like every time I see you, something new is happening and new things come into your life.
2: Mm. Yeah, I definitely, you know, I've always been one to take risks, I'd say. Um, but I used to be, like, a little more cautious. Um, but yeah, I feel like greater... Risks and those bigger decisions have propel keep propelling me into like a better situation and a better um, place in my life. So I continue to be like a little more bold and chasing those dreams for sure. And why do you think um, people
1: are hesitant to take those risks?
2: I mean, I think comfort is. I mean, everyone wants some level of comfort, right? Like everyone, um, you know, wants to know that everything's gonna be okay. In all aspects of their life, and I think that putting yourself out there can really be scary. Um, I I definitely think that I learned a lot, um, you know, through like six like little risks that then were successful, and being like putting myself fully in it and being like confident with that. And once I started to do that more and more, uh, I built the confidence to to take the risks. But you know, for people. I think there's also, like, a personality thing, right? Like, I feel like I have always kind of embodied, like, this leadership um, role in, like, different aspects of my life. And I... One thing that we'll touch on later today is just, like, how much fun I'm having by, like, inspiring others to be, like, go do that. Take that risk. Get that job. Like, date that person. Like, do whatever. I'm having so much fun by, like, fueling other people's fire in that way as well.
3: Yeah, and for our listeners, they, um, that don't know Amy too well. Um, <clears throat> I actually first connected with Amy, I want to say it was about a year ago. Um, and it was actually through Scout Backcountry. And when I, we met up at, at Heart Coffee, and we were chatting and just talking about life and just our different backgrounds. It was really inspiring meeting someone that shared the same common interest that I did, that had the same passion for life that I did. And I felt like we met at a very perfect time in our lives. These um, at the same time you were going through this whole trans, a different transition in your mm-hmm. life. And I was also going through that same transition of moving to a new city, starting a new job here. And it, everything just kind of made sense. And it was just like, wow, like. I need to know more about this person. Like, she just had this overall amazing energy around her. And it was just, it was just, I don't know, it was something that I felt like I was so connected Hmm. to you with.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Valerie knows a lot about. This feeling of putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. um, especially on with social media, we could relate it to that, where when you are sharing your story or you're trying to delve a little bit deeper to find your truths, there are parts of your being that feels nervous to be judged for those mm-hmm. truths. Mm-hmm. and that I feel like makes people pull back into their shells and stay with these labels I know we we're talking about that a little bit, these labels that maybe you've been have been stuck on you for your life and you're just slowly trying to rip those stickers off of you mm-hmm. to figure out what the actual paint color is underneath
2: mm-hmm. completely and I think that that goes along with like what you're saying of um, it takes some time too, right? like it takes time to kind of like figure that out or it's you know, I was really comfortable in a position for a really long time and I was with the same partner for like a really long time. But once those started to transition or I started to push myself out of that, like just the abundance that came into my life once I started to like open those doors, like open those doors for um, speaking my truth or just being really, really vulnerable with people. like sometimes it takes people back a little bit, actually. Like uh, the other day I had a conversation with someone in my life that was just like, like, I just think you're so great and, like, I love spending time with you and blah, blah, blah. And I think they were kind of taken – they were, like, wow, like, you're really, really transparent and, like, not a lot of people aren't. It's, like, I mean, what do I have to lose? Like, right? Like, yeah, this is so fun and it's, like, so – it's so great. And, you know, with, like, girlfriends also just being, like, I, like, appreciate this connection and, like, just putting yourself out there, speaking your truth and then also doing what, like, aligns with your um, – your dreams as well like pushing myself in those directions and putting myself in the community with like work now um, of this amazing like outdoor community like all of the sudden like my community is like a million times bigger it's crazy and I just you know these doors keep opening and it's like this floodgate now and I'm like ah like all these things and it's just so like (laughs) Like, I just sometimes can't help but like drive down the street or like the other day I was biking. And I was just like, my life is so full and it continues to just literally be like flooded with the best people, the best situations. And um, there have been in the last year, the last year has been the most transformative, but in the last year, there have been stagnant times. And I notice how like my light like isn't as bright during those times, you know? And that's okay too. I think like I do have like those hard times, but when I am able to be like fully, Acknowledging and pushing myself in these ways, like, I have this thing that I say, this is really silly, but I say it often. It's, like, you have to, like, shine bright to share your light with people. Like, you really have to, and I am trying to, like, embody that for sure.
1: Totally changed your psyche a little bit. Um, your first job, and mm. your, like, realization that you needed to pull away and go on an adventure.
2: Yeah, so... Um, I actually haven't really thought about this parallel until right this second, but I actually, I was in school and I needed to get an internship and I wanted to do something different. And I went, I walked down the street and I studied community health ed and nutrition. And then I minored in business and I lived by Mississippi Avenue and I went down the street and I was like, huh, there's this clinic here, naturopathic clinic. I would want to work there and do my internship there instead of working at like a public health clinic and I knocked on the door and like went in and the lady at the front desk was like no we don't do internships and I was like can I have the the card of the owner and she was like sure if you want it and so I emailed the owner <laughs> I was like I'm not gonna accept no for an answer nope and so I emailed the owner and her name was Bridget she's like amazing and she was like this is really interesting I've never had an intern I don't, I don't think she had had like uh, something similar to that and she um she was super receptive and so I started an internship there and then that went to a job with them And I was working there, I had worked there for like four years, and then I took the biggest risk and I quit my job and I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, so from Mexico to Canada, and I quit the job completely with no attachment to going back. And I knew it would be transformative and I wasn't even sure if I wanted to come back to Portland, really. So, um, I mean, that's a whole other podcast topic, (laughs) Pacific Crest Trail. And I yes I quit on the trail was just having the most amazing time really I'm very extroverted and very I'm always kind of putting myself out there and that was the most like introspective time of my life which I think provided a lot of uh, room for growth and yeah so met amazing people just a really amazing experience. And then, like, halfway through the trail, I was asked to come back to that clinic. And they offered me a job. And I was like, huh, that sounds, like, comfortable, and, you know. Yeah. And I needed, I needed to go back. And I needed money. I was running out of money on the trail. So I went um, and got off the trail. And I started right back at the same job. And that was really bizarre because I had gone through this transformative time, and then I was back at the same desk with the same people, same clients. It was really interesting. Um, and then it just, like, didn't totally feel f- feel fulfilling. Um, and then my partner and I at the time, he was kind of in limbo with some things, and then all of a sudden, what, like, we saw that a food cart was up for sale, and within a week, we owned a food cart, and we're starting a food cart business. Huge risk, so you know doing the PCT that was a risk that turned out great and then we were starting this business and that was really bizarre and like a totally different risk right like before totally free like no attachment and this was like all right we're doing this We have like a house and chickens and like we're starting a food cart we're doing this Portland life I still kept the job at the clinic working full-time there and then managed the food cart and um, we quickly both found out that that just wasn't What we wanted to do. And I think a big part of this too is, you know, when you put yourself all in these things, you want to, you want like that positive, dreamy outcome of success, whatever you think success looks like. Mm -hmm, And that's what's been like changing for me too is like the idea of what we think is success, of what we think this end vision or goal is. It doesn't always have to be that way. In fact, when we started to feel like the food cart wasn't really like what we needed to be doing, I saw as us like letting go of the food cart. So we ended up selling it a year later. So it's been like a year right now since we oh, sold wow. it. That that was successful. We started a business, we owned it, we killed it while we were in it, and then we ended up like even, I we were just going to sell the cart, but I one night stayed up like literally all night. The people like were like, "Well, would you sell the business too?" And I was like huh yeah okay and so I stayed up all night and wrote this business plan and I was like I'm not gonna pay for an attorney to like sell this business and I um so we sold the business as well so the business still stands it's like a food card on um no way! Okay. and how amazing that like we started it it wasn't our truth it wasn't yeah. our like fulfilling our heart so we let it go and these two amazing women are like still running it, it's called Hash It Out, and oh no way, yeah, it's oh, wow. so cool. So that feels like that feels like success right. to me. Um, so then after that, um, when this transition was happening with the food cart, I wasn't. I was feeling really stagnant at the clinic I was at, and um, I was offered a job really randomly at another clinic, and. Um, I accepted that, and I went there after, like, putting some feelers out, and I walk in the very first day, and it was just, like, my heart was so heavy there. It was, like, so intense. The energy was intense. What I thought I was going to be doing there was, like, not at all what I had, like, what I was doing, Mm -hmm. and really, really intense, so... um, So after being there for a really short amount of time, I put in my notice, and I was like, I have nothing else lined up. Um, My partner, when he sold the food cart, Seth, he left to go take a job in California, and so I was like, well, that's that, and here I am, and what am I going to do, and I've always been one to just, like, fend for myself, and I was like, well, okay, like, you got to think of something else, and so one night, the day I put in my notice, I went home, and I did some brainstorming. And I was like, just let me do, like, a journal a lot. So I was like, let me do, like, a brain dump of, like, what I want to do or, like, how I envision myself spending my time. Being at the clinic at the desk wasn't fulfilling anymore, but I knew I wanted to incorporate community. I love, like, my community. And I knew I wanted to incorporate, like, health and, um, you know, being active and nutrition. And then I also wanted to really align my life with a business that, like, I fully believed in, like our missions lined up, our vision, our mm-hmm. ethics. And so I wrote a list of just 20, it ended up, I just was throwing out names, but ended up being a list of 26 businesses in my journal, which is really, really funny to look back at now. I'm like, huh, why did I choose that? But, like, I, I just let it go. <laughs> and then I wrote emails to them all. And um, that it was really funny I also look back at those emails I did like a month ago and I was like whoa I was really on one that night I was like <laughs> contacted yeah. all five of these businesses and I was like this is what I like about you this is like a little bit about me and this is how I think I could fit in your company and um yeah uh things came into fruition and I uh then I ended up with Scout after some meetings and I had five different job opportunities after they were all like we're not hiring something about you is really interesting so let's chat
3: and yeah that's so amazing um just because touching back uh when you had the food cart you were talking about success and what you think success is going to be isn't necessarily it and there's such a big lesson all the time with entrepreneurship that people always say that you need to learn and know when it's the right time to quit it doesn't necessarily mean because your business is a failure it's like you said you weren't fulfilled doing it anymore mm-hmm. and it wasn't something that was bringing me to your life and that's such a valuable lesson that a lot of people should be able to apply not just when they're starting a business or but just in any aspect of their life is knowing when it's time to walk away from something whether it's a business relationships friendships, projects, whatever it is, it's just knowing when that time is ready for you to step back. And you had mentioned that like success isn't something that, uh, it's something that we have pictured in our mind. And that's something that, I ha- we've had this conversation with other people and other entrepreneurs or other people that are very influential and um, it just comes down to like making sure that what the making knowing what like your values are knowing that you're in line like you said that there this brand mission statement is in line with your values and I feel like that's such an important thing that everyone should really incorporate in their life because I feel like that will ha- definitely have that domino effect into bringing meaning to your life or getting you on the path to finding meaning in your life
2: mm-hmm. I think that's huge that you mentioned like it's not just it doesn't have to just be with work it doesn't have to be with. These things, it's also, like, relationships. Um, Like, I kind of touched on a minute ago, as all this was happening, I was with Seth, the partner I keep mentioning, for nine and a half years. I'm only, I'm 27. (laughs) Like, I, I was so young when I got together with him, and we had this idea of, like, being together forever. And as we got older, our differences just kept getting greater and greater and for a while I was so afraid to like dive into that because like I wanted to be with him like he was my dude you know like I I wanted that and I had this vision of what I thought you know I guess you could say a successful relationship for us would be and um so when I made the kind of leap and I started um being with the new job scout and things started just like really really happening and and Seth moved to California, and things were really happening for him, too, but we were growing in totally separate ways, and we ended up having, like, the most amazing conversation and connected, and we were, like, like, literally just have it, had this conversation about this is, we, like, envision, um, we envision something different, but what we are now is, like, our nine-year relationship is as successful as, like, a 50-year marriage or whatever, because, it brought us so much love and whatever got us to where we are now and now we're like releasing it and I'm happier than ever and he's still in my life it's very amicable and it was hard sure it was not easy at all but um recognizing that like that was successful too but it was kind of like hard you know there's a lot of like a lot of people were in our relationship like oh you guys were together so long and um like how could you like blah 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 and I'm like I'm looking at this as, like, a great opportunity for growth. Right. And he's propelled into something. He's, like, so happy. And I seriously now, I feel like it's, like I said earlier, like, I can't even stand it, like, how much goodness is in my life, you know? Um, But that's really interesting because, yeah, sometimes we just have this idea of what we, like, should be doing or what, like, society looks like or looks at things as, and and it's often different.
3: Right. Right. Yeah, earlier Carolyn and I were chatting about different things and how it's really important to to take a leap of faith and just try something out because you never know if it's gonna work until you try it. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's getting over that fear, that whole fear factor of things that that hinders a lot of people from actually welcoming these different opportunities and new adventures in their life. And we were chatting about how we're like, okay, well, let's. Try this out, see if whatever it is that we're doing works. That's the only way we're going to know. And um, we really, really, people just have everything to gain and there's nothing to lose just because everything in life is such a big lesson. Mm-hmm. And leaving that, you'll realize that you actually tried something. It may have worked for you, it may have not. But if you don't try it, you're going to have that regret in life of what if, or what if I what if I did this or what if I didn't or whatever it is, you'll just never know.
2: Totally. I mean, I think right now everything that's coming in, you know, something going back to, like, how I feel about things are playing in my life. Like, when I really thought and I did that, like, journaling, um, you know, I wanted to combine the health, the community, and, like, a business that, like, I really, really loved Um my I'm able to incorporate all those things into my daily life. So I work remotely now, and I didn't really think that that would be like an important thing, but that has that's like everything I'm doing is kind of building this full lifestyle that I want. And then I have like a side project thing that I'm doing with like some friends, and I have another side project that just kind of has happened with um, doing almost like career coaching. So people are like, "Wait, you wrote those emails to businesses? Like, I want help." And so I've been doing that and. I think there's just so many avenues that you can have in your life where you're taking risks and you're, you're making things happen in all these different ways. And, you know, not all my eggs are in one basket, right? right. So, like, it's, it makes it a little safer. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. It's so fun. And there's so many ways to, like, fuel that fire and so many people. And so, right. yeah, just so many connections. And, um, you know, when you're also, I was reading this book, you are a badass have you guys read it oh yeah that's a good book okay so when they're talking about like yeah you need like that there's like one I I took so many notes in this book and like underlined things and journaled on it and I was like one time I was sitting on the beach I was in Aruba the other (laughs) month and I was like reading it and this person came up to me and they were like Interesting book, like you are a badass and I was like, no really this is like such a good book really? but, it's so good but there's a section where it talks about like when you're fully supported and you have that community and you have like all these things in place, you're even more likely to take risks so I feel like yeah I've always been like willing to do that, but now more than ever as like my life becomes more and more abundant and I'm more vulnerable I'm more supported by like my community
3: so with vulnerability it's something that when we show that it helps people relate to us and it also opens up like you said another door of like people supporting you because you have shown that like look i'm human as well like i go through things as well and um, it's something that i feel like a lot of people have trouble with mm-hmm. um and it's something that we really should Um, we really shouldn't have trouble with just because it does make us more relatable. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, there's, when I was growing up, there was a lot of pressure um, to stay away from the feeling of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I feel like we placate ourselves and we protect ourselves from that uncomfortable feeling. But... I've chosen in my life to flip that script. And when something feels uncomfortable or scary to me, I tell myself, okay, obviously that is something Mm -hmm. that you need to develop in your own personality and go attack it.
2: Yeah. I think that that's huge. But like, you know, you're also like another really powerful, amazing woman that's so strong that like, how I guess too, do you get people to like feel that? like recognize it and then like go for it like I think that's that's how you know like right now it gives me chills like with these people that are contacting me through word of mouth being like I need help writing that email and they'll literally be like I was on the phone with someone the other day it was a friend of a friend she was like oh my god you're like changing my life and I was like no no like all I'm doing is asking you like what your strengths are and telling you to like go get it right? right like yeah there's these things but like you feel that, you want to do that, like, go do it, and the worst that can happen, and, like, this is a smaller scale, is, like, um, you know, there's resistance, or you don't get an email back, or whatever, but, like, what do you have to lose, I guess, and again, like, the more and more that I put myself out there, the more I'm, like, go talk to this person, or network with this person, and um, I don't know, just, like, there's so many different ways I feel like I'm putting myself out there, the more I'm just like, oh, wow, like it's just affirmation after affirmation to continue to do that. So like, how do we like as women that are like, you know, this is all three of us, I think we have like something in us through that. Like, how can we inspire others to do that in this way? You know, I mean, this podcast is a really great yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I
3: feel like, yeah, this podcast is definitely a great way for us to reach an audience and help them get inspired to to look and really nail down what they're looking for that's Mm -hmm. gonna bring a lot of fulfillment in their life. And it's really interesting, just on this conversation alone, it's making me reflect a little bit about first moving to Portland. I felt like when I was living in the Bay Area, because I did have a network of people and I had a lot of people that I could fall back on, I felt like I was in this cushy spot that I didn't really tap into my network too much because I knew that they were there no matter what. And moving to Portland, I felt like it was like, okay, well I need to make things happen. Don't know anybody here. And it was just a matter of like putting myself out there and just being really open. And a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm a very introverted person and just living out here has made me like break out of that shell Mm. and actually like have conversations with people. Because it's like that's how you're gonna grow and learn. But Um, For myself, it's, you know, just putting myself out there, I've realized that, like, wow, like, just by chatting with people, you're going to build these different networks and meet different people. Like, I met Amy, and I I met Carol in that way. Um, So it's just really interesting. I just, that's all we really hope for is that people feel inspired by our Mm -hmm. podcast.
1: Um, I wanted to touch on something that you're talking about, journaling. Mm -hmm. Um, This is something that I personally have been working on as a strategy to stop the looping. You just keep going back and touching that item again and again and again. Why are you keeping it in your brain when you should just throw it up on paper and then you can stop thinking about it? It's there somewhere safe. If you want, you go back to it in your journal. Mm -hmm. But stop torturing yourself mentally by saying these things again and again Um, what kind of journaling what does that look like for you can you give our listeners some kind of like strategies to go attack some of their goals through journaling
2: oh my gosh this makes me so excited (laughs) to talk about this because so many people I didn't know that what how I journaled or how I write or even how I have like different notebooks for different things in my life I didn't really know it was that unique until like my boss was like Amy what are you doing over there like I have like such a interesting strategy where I always try to leave room. So I have a, a scout back country notebook, dedicated totally. And then I have this notebook right here. That's um, my just like my journal one. And I don't have any lines on any of them. They're empty pages, which I think is important. Because so like for scout, I always on the right side, I have things that I need to get to and like tangible items that are kind of like because I'm such a to-do list person to keep me organized. And the left side is, like, inspiration, brain dump, anything that comes to my mind. Oftentimes there's some, um, like, I was just working before this at a cafe, and I'm writing the to-do list, but in that I'm writing, like, something came to mind. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I can partner with this person for this event. And so I started, like, going off on the left side. So there's always, like, room for just, like, inspiration because my brain I don't know if you can tell but I have like a lot going on in here <laughs> like, I have like a million different ideas all the time that if I don't get it down then it's gone but I also have to be organized so in my personal journal I have the con you know like the actual journaling and then on the left side I have podcast notes which I think is really really important actually and um quotes that come to me different things like that and um and other inspiration so I had some notes about like this podcast and um right here I have like some notes from a different podcast about vulnerability and non-reactive listening and so there's constantly I try to have blank pages it's kind of like an analogy for just like um Blank pages leave a lot of room for just that creativity and growth. And then you can, like, look back still, and there's, you'll see how that kind of, like, changes, or you can go back to it. But, like, some deeper stuff, like, I was processing, I guess, the breakup really heavily, like, a month and a half ago. um, Because it was, like, fine, fine, fine. And then I saw him, and I was, like, huh, okay. And I had this really intense, like, resistance to journaling for a few days, and then all of a sudden it was, like really in it and um, I feel like I feel like you know one journaling sometimes you have this idea or I used to of like what a journal would look like is it like a recap of your day is it, like what you want to do that's but what, just, what I used to
3: think as yeah
2: well. <laughs> it's like a little diary like right. dear diary like that's what <laughs> I did today but like in fact it doesn't have to be that way yeah, yeah. oftentimes it's just like me writing these little arrows and like notes on how I'm feeling um and then, like timelines actually helped me. So like what you're saying with the loop of like, how did I? So I know I was feeling super stagnant, and like I mentioned, like my light was kind of dim, like April and May. I didn't know that during the time, but I look at that time now, and it was just like this winter was pretty hectic for me. Coming out of that, um, doing like a timeline of so what what kind of got me there, and then what pulled me out, and then being able to look at that and be like. Oh, okay. Like this is what I was doing. Where was my time going? Was I sitting at a bar on Alberta at happy hour, or was I like, did I constantly take walks in Forest Park? Oh, interesting. Like that's what I was doing often when I started to come like back to feeling like more like myself. I was spending more time outside, and I because I'm not always aware of these patterns I have in my life either. I'm so busy.
1: And your strategies, and you can yeah. go back and see. Okay, now this is how I'm gonna assess and. To this next time
2: exactly like being able to look back at that so you know journaling for me there's a lot of there's a lot of dreaming I'm like such a like dreamer I have all these ideas but then it's also like really really raw of, like I'm trying to um do like get better at admitting to how I feel I'm often like very on with my job as you guys are too like we're always interacting with people I'm always on and like very outward and one of my friends Morgan like this winter at one point she was like Amy you need to like stop and like feel like how are you feeling like like feel that sadness let that come in like journal about your sadness stop journaling about this business you want to start Mm -hmm. and shut up and journal about that you know and I was like huh okay so I don't know like I guess I don't know if that answers like the loop but just kind of being really open to writing anything that's on your mind and then always leaving room for, like, that creativity, like, inspirational side as well and being able to go back to that. And then also, um, yeah, just having those days, if you're feeling on fire, inspired, write that. But if you're feeling really, really sad, like, write that too and being able to look back at that, I guess.
1: The one thing that um, the three of us have in common that I am sitting here noticing is that the three of us are very empathic Mm -hmm. where when we meet with a lot of people we do a lot of things Mm -hmm. and sometimes other people's perceptions feelings and experiences get muddled with our own Mm -hmm. and for me it helps at night you calling it brain dumping sometimes I call it worry journaling Mm -hmm. where I take people's other people's fears and I physically write that down that that is somebody (laughs) oh my gosh please you bring light to my life
0: Um, (laughs) there are
1: things that I'm going to label and be like so and so is afraid of um, their interview at work tomorrow so that I can almost detach from Mm -hmm. everybody else's worries and you can dive a little bit deeper into what you your truth is And I'm not really worried about the interview, but that anxiety that's surrounding that relationship, I get to just release it into the journal.
3: That's amazing. I'll definitely have to practice that. I recently have been doing um, the five-minute journal, which is a gratitude journal. And like Hayumi was saying, I always thought journaling was more of like, you know, like it had a method. And so I would always kind of shy away from it. But then I came across this journal, and it's been... Literally since August first that I've been using it, and it literally breaks down um, your morning. It's supposed to be the first thing that you journal in the morning, and it gives you an inspirational quote, and you write three things that you're uh, thankful for, you have gratitude for that day, and it gives you um, under that uh, a w- place to list uh, the what you're looking forward to in the day and what could make today better. And then you revisit it in the evening before going to bed and you write down the three things that made today great. And one thing that, it gives you literally one thing that could have made today better. And it's been so interesting just like looking back I mean, it's been only 15 days, but looking back at the last 15 days, seeing like the things in my life that I am one really grateful for and what keeps popping up, the reoccurring theme of what didn't make my day great and really mm-hmm. being able to focus on, on those little things and improving them. So it's really interesting. I, I'm going to have to try Carolyn's method and I like your method as well.
2: Yeah, I looked up those those journals after you told me about them and the productivity one. Oh, yeah, the
3: productivity one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I want to do that. And I think as much as I'm saying like I really like the blank page, like kind of that, I think it is nice to have the structured one as well. For a while I did Mm -hmm. that one where it's like a few lines every day for five years, that one. And that was really interesting. That was really cool to see like how far I was coming. Um, One last thing with the journaling thing and kind of what you were saying about being empathetic is I have been meeting so many interesting people like the other day this is like so bizarre and I I don't know sometimes I'm like how do I like start these conversations or like what's pulling someone to talk to me too um I have a couple different examples but I'll give this one I was standing in line really quickly I was running out of town I was going to bend and we were driving coffee at Crema And I was standing in line to use the restroom, and there's this woman behind me, and I mentioned, I can't remember how, I think I started the conversation. And this woman happened to be visiting from Barcelona. Oh, wow. And she was the most, like, beautiful woman. She was like 82, I think she said, and just she talked about this is such a good example she talked about how um she was like do you like portland we just started chatting 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 we end up you know like using the restroom and then we sat down for a minute or like stood there for a minute and chatted and um she talked about how she ended up in Barcelona unexpectedly. Her husband had died and she had just retired and she went to go travel and she had this year planned and Barcelona was her first stop. And she went there and she fell in love with it. So she stayed oh my God. and she, I need to meet this, yeah, this gives me Please. chills actually. <laughs> I love it so much. So she was like, I stayed and she was like, I can't even tell you how scary that was to tell my family. Like I wasn't coming back here and I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just fell in love with this city. And she has a son who has kids in Portland, so that's, she was with them. They, they were, like, visiting. And she was like, so what do you love about Portland? And, like, what's keeping you here? And I was like, oh, I've just recently gone through, like, a lot of different things, and I was kind of sick of Portland, honestly. Last summer, after selling the food cart and stuff, I was like, I am getting the F out of here. This is insane. Like, I, I don't know, I just felt so stagnant. And I was like, I like, meeting all these people, and she looked at me, and she's like, you are glowing, like, whatever you're doing, you do that, and, like, keep taking these risks, because when I went, and my family thought I was crazy 15 years ago, I was, like, going to travel the world, and I'm, you know, at that time, what, she was, like, 70 something, um, 67 or something, and she was, like, everyone thought I was really crazy, and I did it, and she's, like, I see this in you, and, like, she was so, She was so, just one of those people that was like glowing and passionate, and she had like all this beautiful jewelry. I'll never see that woman again. Like I'm I'm positive of it, right? But that interaction like left me, I ran back over to my friend, she was sitting at the table and I was like, I am so sorry, I just like got so caught up in this conversation and I just learned so much. And I've been trying to incorporate that with my journaling too, is these interactions I have with people, like I learned so much. By that, so whether it's a positive one of like her, or maybe like a negative one of meeting someone kind of crabby or something, there's a lot to like learn from those interactions. And this is like that's definitely like a kind of like a side note, but um, I think that that's like a can be an inspirational part of journaling is like what about her was so beautiful that I would like to embody, right? Um, so I've been incorporating that more, and that also kind of goes with the gratitude piece too. Right, but. That's
3: so amazing. Yeah, like you never funny. know who you're gonna meet and how they're gonna impact your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Half of it's about being open to those experiences, right? Like you're drawing those people into using your energy, mm-hmm. right? And um, and then you're left with this awesome aftertaste mm-hmm. and inspiration.
2: Mm-hmm. It's amazing, yeah. And it's just really cool to be able to look back and be like, you know, how I started talking but like there's the the risk that kind of happened and then now that I'm like continue to do it and there's all these aspects and like now more than ever is the life that I'm living like just every day like some people are like do you ever sleep and I'm like yeah but I'm so like excited in the mornings these days I think I was telling you about yeah. it. I keep waking up so early and I'm like even if I go to bed late and I just like can't wait to like I live on the Lamont Boulevard area now I can't wait to listen to that podcast and, like, think about it. Like, I'm just in this really, really fiery time in my life. And so I'm just trying to roll with it. Um, but it feels just so cool to have, like, you know, my job is the best job ever. Like, the company is amazing. We're going through a lot of growth right now. And um, to be able to incorporate a job that really fuels all of these other aspects of a life that I want to live... And then these side projects, like I said, and then surrounding myself with this community, it's really amazing when you take a step back and you're like, okay, what do I want in my life? And really, like, try to envision that. And then, like, I think you just open those doors for that to really, really happen. And it doesn't have to just be, like, one little aspect. It could be your job, your partner, your friends, your hobbies. It can, like, really all go, coincide for, like, whatever you're passionate about.
3: Well, I definitely feel very inspired now and um, hopefully our listeners are, you spark that inspiration in them and have motivated them to, to really look deeper into their lives and find their passions and be open to journaling and be open to new experiences because you never know where these different opportunities will take you and who you'll meet and um, the, where your life is going to take you. And this is a little cheesy, but there's a Bon Jovi quote, and it's, uh, it's literally, map out your life, but do it in pencil. Mm-hmm. And it's so true, just because if you ink it out, and you're so dead set on that, you're not going to open yourself up to these different opportunities and individuals in your life or people that come into your life. Um, but when you do something on quote-unquote pencil, you're allowing yourself to, to welcome new experiences and go on the path that your life takes you. And it's not gonna always be a straight and narrow path. There's a lot of curves along the way, and that's okay, because that's just the beauty of what's gonna make your experience so much more unique and meaningful to you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you so much for having me today. This is so fun.
3: Yeah, we're so excited. I mean, I'm definitely walking away with this, feeling very inspired. And um, I definitely need to go buy myself more notebooks because I cannot house,
2: like, everything in one notebook. I agree. I think that that's, like, a, that's the first step to just kind of, like, getting it out there. And, you know, some people are like, I don't journal. And I'm like, well, maybe just, like, get some ideas down. And, um, yeah, and then the last thing I guess I just want to, like, kind of drive home is just putting yourself out there and then um, really just starting to envision, ways that you can like ways that you can incorporate more of what fuels your fire into your daily life so whether that's like surrounding yourself with friends or getting a different job or whatever and i have been loving helping people along that process it's like such a beautiful thing so yeah Thank you so much, Amy.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we'll definitely be sitting down with Amy again because we want to talk a little bit more about the trail and dig into that. So Mm -hmm. um, be looking out for another podcast with Amy. And if you're wondering about the Scout Backcountry Bars, they've been in every one of our goodie Mm -hmm. bags for our pop-ups. And um, we'll continue to be keeping Scout and Amy as one of our core partners in our bags as we do the pop-ups for the rest of the year.
2: Yeah, we're happy to be... A supporter of Fit Life Portland and yeah, all of all of the experiences are great with you too. So this is so fun. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks,
1: Amy.